Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Good morning, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. I want to talk about this rich young ruler today. You up for that? I'm up for that. I wonder, should I should I read out of the Bible or should you read out of the Bible? I think you should. Okay. I think you should. How about Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 30 from the New King James Version? You well, up for that? I happen to have the New King James Version right here, Imagine so I'm glad that. to oblige. <laughs> Matthew 19, verse 16. Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Do you wonder what what was on the face of the apostles as they watched Jesus just let this very rich ruler of the Jews walk away? I know we were talking a little bit, I hope it didn't sound too crass, about um, PR, about being a handler, about kind of starting a movement and politicking. I think that this is the guy that we want in our camp. Again, worldly wisdom. Let's bring in the rich guy. Okay, let's bring in the big fish donor because these are the kind of people that we want in our movement. Absolutely. You would think. If you're the handler, (laughs) if you're the handler, you're saying, look, hey, Jesus, could you spend a little more time with this guy? I mean, you spent all that time with the kids. 
can't you spend a little bit more time with this guy? <laughs> Those kids didn't have anything. They couldn't provide anything. This guy, he's got money. He's got influence. If we get him on our team, why, he's among the rulers. He might influence some of these other rulers on, on your behalf. I mean, if we're really going to start a rebellion and throw Rome out, this is the kind of guy we need on our side financing the whole deal. Can I tell you something? There's still, I think, a heart check moment here for Christians and for ministers wouldn't you love to look out at a church room full of rich and young and rulers? I mean, isn't that kind of like the perfect demographic? Mm. Oh, we got these young couples. Oh, they're professional people. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> young or upwardly mobile young, professionals. Upwardly mobile. This, this is the kind of person I want to focus on. In I fact, mean, what I might do— We're called I, to reach all kinds of people, but I think I'm called to reach them. In fact, what I might want to do is I might want to take a picture of him or her and put him up on a PowerPoint and teach my whole church. This is the kind of person. I might even give them a really, you know, a really cool name mm-hmm. so that everybody can know that's the kind of person we're really focusing on. Like Rich. Like Richie Rich. Richie Rich or Saddleback Sam. Oh, oh, did I say that out loud? I'm really wow. sorry. That, that, that takes wow. us back a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, Livingston Luke. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's exactly how, how, this, how this can play out. And yet, yet Jesus says, you know what? Um, if you really want to be my disciple. And by the way, did you notice this? He doesn't say, sell all you have and give it to Judas. He's the one that keeps the treasury. No, he doesn't say that. He says, give it to the poor and you come follow me. Interesting um, invitation there. I mean, when he said something like that to Peter and Andrew and James and John, they left their dad in the boat and the nets there with them. I mean, you are looking at Peter. And and Peter even brings this up. Hey, we're people who've left everything. Mm Mm-hmm. I never really, I mean, thought about it a whole lot, but this guy's getting a kind of a come be an apostle invitation. He is. And he passes on it He's because he's got too much stuff. He's got too much stuff. Mm. So he, he asked Jesus, what must I do? Yeah. What good deed can I do to inherit eternal life? That says something, and I think he's absolutely serious. I I think this is a very religious person who has been very focused on striving to follow the law, and now has come this special teacher that he has decided must be something special and is going to have some great insight. Yeah, but how special is he? He calls him a good teacher, and it seems like Jesus, Jesus has a little fun with that. Yeah. Why do you call me good? No one's good except for... God, except for God. Yeah. So look, if you're going to call me a good, you want to know, this is that first presentation of the trilemma to which we give credit Absolutely. often to C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Because basically what he's saying is, look, you can't just say I'm a good teacher. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that you can say about me, yeah. but this is not the one. All right. Because yeah. if, if I really am good, that means I'm from God. And if you think I'm from God, then you better do what I say. That's exactly right. Which for him... Sell all you have, give it to the poor, and follow me. If I'm the Lord, then this is what you need to do. And if I'm not from God, then why would you come listening to me anyway? Yeah. I mean, so it, it's yeah. he's saying this is the one thing you can't say mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. you're going to follow it up with submission to everything I say. Amen. Because he's not just a good teacher. He is the good teacher. He is God in the flesh. So as the account rolls on, Jesus lists a number of these Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And this fella can look him right in the eye and say, 
I've done all that. I've, I've done, done all that. every bit of that. Yeah. I've done that, and I've done that from my youth. Yeah, I've been following the Lord. It's, I, I mean, and I think He's so serious about what that. What a what a clean cut young man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's he's rich. He's young. Clearly, very moral and spiritually minded. He's religious. Seems like he's got a lot going for him, dude. If we could just get that guy baptized, <laughs> he'd be great. I mean, exactly. He'd be great. Um. Well, let me tell you probably one of the hardest things you can possibly hear and see if you'll decide to live up to that. Mm. And he goes mm. away sad. And I think of the number of people today. I, I know that disciples must have wanted to say this to Jesus because I've heard people say the same thing to me when I bring up to someone who is considering following the Lord. Okay, well, let me tell you the hardest thing you have to hear right now. Mm-hmm. And look, okay, let's just be blunt and honest in the context of Matthew 19. Those verses about marriage, marriage and divorce and remarriage, yeah. when I'm talking to somebody who wants to, who, who's coming to Jesus and saying, what must I do right. to inherit eternal life? Right. And I'm saying, well, here's what Jesus said about marriage. Where do you fit on that? Well, I am not giving up my unlawful spouse. Right. I am not doing it. And they walk away sad. They walk away sad. Or, as you said off the microphone, mad. Well, that's been my experience a few times as well. But, but that's but they're, like, ups, they're upset at what Jesus said. I'm not going to take that personally. This is, but this is how Jesus led off with this rich young ruler with something just as stark and hard as that teaching. Give up all this stuff that you believe is making up your life. Mm-hmm. And this gets down to the real problem. Mm-hmm. So the ruler says to Jesus, I've done all these things. I've kept the commandments. But when Jesus comes back with, well, sell all that you have. Look, if you're going to be perfect, sell all you have and give it to the poor. He actually highlights that there's one of the Ten Commandments that the rich young ruler has actually not been following. All of these commandments that he lists are the ones dealing with your fellow man, aren't they? Yeah. How you treat other people. Those are the ones that he mentions. But I, I I don't think that the rich young ruler was saying to himself, Yes, I'm glad he didn't mention one of the others. I'm not saying that, but it's almost like by by uh, omitting one, you kind of draw attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the first—well, look, here's the one he's <laughs> he's violating. It's the very first one. Yeah. You shall have no other gods before me. Yeah. I'm the one who brought you out of Egypt. I'm the one that's taking care of you. I'm the one who's done all of this. In fact, the recognition— from that command and what that command highlights as he gave it to Israel is any wealth that you have, any freedom that you have, it's because I brought you out of Egypt. Anything you have is because of me. And so you ought to be able and willing to give up any of it when I've called you to. And now I've looked at you and you've looked at me and you've called me good teacher. Mm -hmm. You see me or supposedly as the voice of God here, rich young man. Mm -hmm. So let's go get rid of all that. Give it to the poor. Come follow me. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Why? Because actually, and so with words, he's saying Yahweh is God. With words, he's saying you're a good teacher. But in actions, he's saying, but there's something that's more important to me. He was, I guess, close to the kingdom. Almost a disciple. Almost a disciple. Almost a disciple. And this what, is what a warning to yeah. us, right? That that in our hearts and our priorities, we might in many ways say Jesus is first, Jesus is first, but there is something sacro- sacrosanct and we will not offer that on the altar for the Lord. Well, I, I think someone once said, you can't have more than one master. Yeah. You'll either love one and hate the other or despise the one and be devoted to the other. I mean, you can and, and this is uh, what we find. Yeah, and you, you cannot love God 
And money. And money. And mammon, yeah. And here's a fella who has... And listen, it is so easy for me to look back at this guy. I struggle, you know, because one of the first things I want to do as soon as I read this story is explain why. Well, here's why I don't have to give up everything. Yeah. And I, I do think, biblically speaking, we see that this is not a call or a rule of conduct for entrance into the kingdom. Right. But man, you know, am I willing to give up all? Am I willing to hand over everything to Jesus? Have I done that? Yeah, yeah. These are these are soul-searching questions. Now, uh, with a minute or two left, and we'll probably talk about this more some uh, on the podcast tomorrow, Lord willing, the apostles are shocked. Stunned. Yeah. Not only that Jesus, I think, would, would give this teaching to this fellow, but then to follow it up with this warning about how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, the uh, the disciples, the apostles, they're still not thinking right. Just like I want to be great versus the child. They're thinking, well, rich people get places of honor in kingdoms and the rich guy just left. Who can be saved? Well, and remember when Paul gets arrested in Jerusalem and they're about to beat him and he says, wait a minute, I'm a Roman citizen. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the fellow who's about to beat him says, well, yeah, I mean, so am I, but I bought it with a great sum of money. Mm-hmm. See, that's how you get into kingdoms, according yeah, to men. Yeah. And so the apostles are absolutely stunned. Well, wait, if the rich can't buy their way into your kingdom, who can? Who can? Who can? Well, it's impossible with men, but it's possible with God. So, which gets us back, by the way, yeah. to Jesus saying, I don't spend my time with the rich. I spend my time with the humble. That's right. I spend my time with the people who realize I can't get in here apart from mercy. Mm. I got nothing I can bring. You know, it's it's interesting to me. I think if Jesus had told the rich ruler, what you need to do is you need to build a mighty tower in my honor, I think he'd have done it. Yeah, I think you're right. If he says, you know what, you need to set up a memoriam in my name, I think mm-hmm. he'd have done it. Mm-hmm. But give up everything, become a nobody, and just follow in behind me, give it to all these poor people, you know. And, 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 again, and, and then you become one of them. And again, I want to remind you, Jesus did not say to the rich man, as so many charlatans and shysters do, sell everything you have and give it to my ministry. Yeah, It's sell everything you have, give it away, give it, and come follow me. Yeah, that's a, that's a fascinating thing. We need to wrap up, brother. So let's go ahead and have a prayer. Holy God in heaven, we struggle as we try to figure out exactly how this teaching with the rich young ruler applies to us. We pray that we will give up all. Give us the courage and the conviction that whatever you call us to, wherever you lead us, whatever you ask from us, we will devote it to you. We will hand it all over. That if, if it's our money or our savings or our houses or our cars or our family or our time, that we will spend it in the way that brings honor and glory to you. Forgive us where we have failed on that. Lord, please be merciful to us. We're sinners. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. 
Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Keep reading, brother. You want more? All the way to the end of the chapter. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> sorry.